floor and take it back just a little bit to the church where we go. Walk in the light, beautiful light, where the dewdrops of mercy shine.
to come up now and light the Advent candle while the choir makes a beautiful river in the middle. There's a river running through it, John, right there, right there. Bless you. <laughs> come all the way up so Brian can come. We gather this evening at the dawning of light, light that can't be extinguished. This light put on baby flesh and moved into the neighborhood. This light brings hope, peace, joy, and love. This light lives in us, making us light workers ready to heal the world. Thank God, God for, for the, the light, light that, that is Christ. Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, family. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
that okay, choir? Is that okay, church? Is that okay? Is that okay? Sometimes people get a little jumpy. Some people get a little spirited. <laughs> I call 
Grab what you need to grab. authorities have separated more than 5,400 children from their parents at the Mexican border before, during, and after a controversial zero-tolerance policy was enacted and then ended in the spring of 2018. More than 7,000 Central American migrants have arrived at the U.S.-Mexico border after crossing Mexico and parts of Central America, according to official figures released by the Mexican Interior Ministry. They are staying in temporary shelters in the border cities of Tijuana and Mexicali. Immigrant advocates were bracing Thursday for a massive sweep of arrests and detentions amid reports that a roundup in at least 10 major cities could begin this weekend. The Times said the sweep would target more than 2,000 immigrants facing deportation orders who remain in the country illegally. The sources told the Times that ICE planned to keep family members together at family detention facilities whenever possible.
Wow. Our scripture reading comes from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 2. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them at the inn. Now in that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitudes of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom God favors. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Here now, a second reading, an Advent poem from the Gospel of the Resistance. Sometimes I wonder if Mary breastfed Jesus, if she cried out when he bit her, or if she sobbed when he would not latch. And sometimes I wonder if this is all too vulgar to ask in a church full of men without milk stains on their shirts 
or coconut oil on their breasts, preaching from pulpits off-limits to the Mother of God. But then I think of feeding Jesus, birthing Jesus, the expulsion of blood and smell of sweat, the salt of a mother's tears onto the soft head of the salt of the earth, feeling lonely and tired and hungry, annoyed, overwhelmed, loving. And I think if the vulgarity of birth is not honestly preached by men who carry power but not burden, who carry privilege but not labor, who carry authority but not submission, then it should not be preached at all. Because the real scandal of the birth of God lies in the cracked nipples of a 14-year-old and not in the sermons of ministers who say women are too delicate to lead. The Gospel of Luke, the Gospel of the Resistance. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Elizabeth. Before I ask you to pray with me, I just want to welcome all the people who are watching online. Hello. Merry Christmas. Maybe we'll all turn and wave. And if you're in the back, back there, I don't know if you are, but hi. We're so glad you're with us. Pray with me. God, we are gathered in this space with a story so familiar we could each recite it. We ask that you would give us new ears to hear a fresh gospel, a fresh calling, so we can be better tomorrow than we were yesterday. Amen. You know how this story goes. Some of you don't do God at all. Many of my friends in the room are celebrating Hanukkah, but everybody knows this story from the Hallmark cards, from the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, from Linus, for goodness sake, saying the story on the Peanuts cartoon, right? I'm particularly in love with the way Luke tells it. There's so many characters. There's Mary and Joseph, taking the very long journey from Nazareth and Galilee, which is ancient Palestine, all the way down to the south country, Judea, Bethlehem, a mountainous, dry, deserty kind of travel on a donkey. So we got Mary and Joseph and the donkey. You've got shepherds. These are not Brooks Brothers type of people. They are, neither are they Gap folks. They are dressed in wet woolen stuff. They're kind of smelly. They're the kind of rough neck type people. Having a miraculous epiphany with 
light shining them, scaring them, frightening them, saying, unto you this day is born, not unto Mary and Joseph, Maria y Jose, but unto you this day is born a savior in the city of David. And you've got the angels who break out in song. I don't know if they're singing gospel. I don't know, they didn't have Dion in the band, so I don't know, but they were singing. I mean, this, it's just a wonderful cacophony of characters um, in this amazing story of God coming all the way down to be with us. But there's very few words about the essential. There's very few words about the birth. It's the birth of Jesus happened this way in Matthew's gospel. In Luke's gospel, it's, and then she had a baby and they, you know. But like birth, I've never had a baby. So I don't know that much about birth and babies, but... My daughter-in-law is pregnant right now. I've had friends who have babies. My mama had some babies, younger than me. And I'll tell you what, it's not cute. It hurts. This is my experience. Mothers who've had... Okay. My, my, my understanding is that the baby starts growing in your uterus and stretching it out. Like stretching it out. And there are chemicals released so the stretching can happen, but it hurts. Like pulling right in here, you know? This is what I've been told. Um, and I've been told that music that you listen to can make the little person in your body punch you from the inside, enjoying the sound, or you eat something that makes you have gas, and she protests and she's kicking you and sitting on your urethra. <laughs> like that. Then, I'm told, as you get into the place where the baby is about to come and your cervix is stretching out, Whether they induce you or it comes naturally, there is like, uh, uh, uh. And each of those is a cramp that makes menstruating seem like a walk in the park. And if you're not lucky that your stuff is stretchy, the doctor cuts you. So that this big-headed thing can come out of your body. What? Mary didn't have a doctor with a scalpel. She didn't even have a midwife. So she's in this barn. You're feeling what I'm trying to get at, right? This is ripping and tearing. This is sinew snapping. This is not loveliness. This is kind of nasty. And there's afterbirth, okay? This is what Mary went through. And it's not in the papers. It's not in the, it's not talked about. It's not written about. Mary pondered all these things in her heart while she was like, you know, bound up and hurting. Mary had birth pangs. Can you still see me up there? Birth pangs. Birth pangs. Bite your partner's hands kind of pain. <laughs> 
And we skip right over that in these beautiful stories. When I listen to cracked nipples and I listen to wandering through the countryside to get to this birth, I think we need to pay attention to the pain. We need to pay attention to the real. We need to get real about the real. Mary had to make room inside herself for God, is what our faith says. She, no room in the end, but she has to make room in her body for Jesus. Wow. And she got that room by having pain. So I think we are in the throes of birth pains, my friends. What do I mean by that? Babies in cages. Just because they're not talking about it anymore on TV doesn't mean it's not real. Birth pains. Teenage boys can't get inoculations. Doctors who want to give free medicine arrested. Birth pains. Children in Newark, New Jersey and in Flint, Michigan still don't have clean water to drink. Birth pains. Every cataclysmic climate moment with that blows our houses away or burns our houses down is happening because the environment is screwed up by our malice, birth pains. Him who shall not be named in the White House, birth pains. <laughs> Even if you're Republican, sorry, birth pains, right? <laughs> Rising anti-Semitism in this country in the name of the Jewish poor baby born in Bethlehem, grew up in Palestine, birth pains. Widening gap to where the top 2% of our nation make more money than the bottom 80% birth pains. My black life doesn't yet matter, birth pains. We are in the throes of a painful time that will either make us or break us, birth pains. Defining times, sea chain time, make, the, make heaven on earth times. All the Christians in the room pray the Lord's Prayer at least once a week. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All my Jewish friends in the room are waiting for the shuk. Shalom of God, right? The Tikkun Alam. How do we heal the world? We are in the midst of a time of stress and strife that makes me think something's got to be born that's better than this. Somebody say amen. amen. So the question is, what's our job? I don't... I think we're midwives. I think we are called, as people of faith, to midwife the new thing. That we're called to coach out the new thing, to be in the movement of love and justice together that will lead to a healed and whole world. I think that's our calling. And, you know, my once-a-year friends here at Middle Church we're trying, to, we're trying to listen to Nina, you know, and, and come. To come. To come.
and tease out a new society, to, to come and coach out a new way to be, new relationships, holding on to each other, multiracial, multi-faith, multi-ethnic, straight, gay, bi, trans, a, a beautiful rainbow movement of love and justice that is the world God is calling us to create together. Can you just imagine being midwives? And we're just like saying, breathe, push, push, breathe, breathe, push, push, breathe, breathe. Don't you know we can do it if we do it together? Don't you know we can do it if we do it together? Push, breathe, push, breathe. Talk to me. Push, breathe. Talk to me. Push, breathe. Come on now. Push, breathe. Don't you want a revolution? Don't you want a revolution of love? Oh my God, we need a revolution of love. So I'm great for you to date us once a year. <laughs> But if you want to hang out more often, this is where we hang out. And that's what we do. Pushing and breathing together. Amen. Trouble. There is trouble. Everywhere you go, there is trouble. 
Amen. As they say in the world, more cowbell. No, to, no greater gift than love. Amen. Do you all know this is an all-volunteer choir? Rocking this music? Just kind of amazing. Thank you all so much. Thank you, band. Mary had to make room inside her body to give birth to light. I think it's our job as we seek to heal the world is to be midwives such that we're making room everywhere. Hi. Room enough for... Coming your way, sir. Room enough for that queer couple that gets married on a Saturday so they can stay happily married and be cherished on Monday and all week long. Room enough for the trans teen so that she's not bullied. Room enough to keep our promise of democracy so people who are trying to get themselves inside the land of the free and the home of the brave, hello? Maybe they, maybe you can find a little space for them in Wyoming, right? Room enough for black and brown and indigenous bodies to matter. Room enough that we make partnerships across race and ethnicity. Somebody say amen. amen. Can we midwife room enough for old people to have enough food on the table and children to have books and computers and safe places to play and learn? Did y'all get candles? What, what, what? We need candles right here. They don't have room enough for candles right here. Can we make room enough for everyone to have light <laughs> and electricity? You got Can we make room enough for children in the midst of us? Uh-oh, Benny. Won't you stand and sing with me, midwives? Silent night.
just, fair, safe, clean, wholesome, right. We are not without power to make our globe a, a family of lovers. We are not without power to make the world exactly how God intended it. A human family of global neighbors taking care of each other and the planet. Come on, people. Breathe and push. Breathe and push. We can midwife together. A beautiful world. Amen? Yes. You've got the power. <laughs> You've got the force. <laughs> the force is with you. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> so I'm counting on you to be in this movement. It's not just about Christmas carols. It's about Christmas people. <laughs> I want you to go and love the hell out of the world and make it wonderful. Yes. Amen? Yes. Merry Christmas. Now, you're going you're gonna to do two things. You're going to blow out your candle. Wait, wait. Keep, keep the light on for you. You're going to blow out your candle. You're going to not blow on your friend at wax. That's not fun. <laughs> that was not the way to make love to people right now, okay? Blow out your candle. There's baskets in the back for you to put your candles in. We'd love to have that. There's a card for you to take. At 11 o'clock, we're going to rebroadcast on middlechurch.org, A Bold New Love, CBS, that amazing choir, that amazing band, and a whole bunch of beautiful dancers. I hope that you'll watch it. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry love and light, love and light.
Merry Christmas, family! <laughs> we are um, so glad that you have joined us this Christmas Eve. Thank you so much for coming. Um, we have been on an Advent journey together, just wandering, you know, through the wilderness, um, looking for safety, for wellness, for wholeness, um, looking for a society that mirrors the reign of God, where we can dream and create the reign of God, and looking for a place that we can call home. We've been wondering, but we're not alone. God is with us, and we also hold a hope. I've lit these candles behind me for Advent. Hope, because I don't know how we do this, beloved, without holding that, that light that shines through us that is the hope that God gives us and reminds us that we can do more than God has ever imagined or that God has ever given us to imagine. It's bigger than us. Um, the next one is peace. And that comes from um, a deep sense of knowing God, even from our very beginnings, knowing the peace of the womb. Um, we have the candle of joy, which has been so fascinating this year, right? How we found joy in the midst of everything that this year has held for us, um, things that have been so painful, we have like a stubborn kind of joy, right? Um, and then we have love, uh, dare I say, a fierce love <laughs> that is sourced by a creator that is uh, given to us in the beginning as well. And so tonight we will light the Christ candle because that light has come to us in the world um, of darkness. And these days are shorter and the wilderness um, has been long, but this light carries us through. So, though I may extinguish that candle, we worship a God who is inextinguishable, inexhaustible, um, eternal. And so let us go and worship God together. Amen. Take it back just a little bit to the church where we go. Walk in the light.
Amen. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm Jackie Lewis. If you're new to us, I'm the senior minister here at Middle Collegiate Church. And on behalf of all of us, we just want to wish you the merriest, most joyful, amazing Christmas. Um, we were looking so forward to grabbing you and holding you in the physical space at our uh, colleague Marble Church. But just because we love you fiercely, we decided to switch up to digital. And our team has put together this beautiful worship celebration as we celebrate the baby in the manger and how that fierce love has come into the world. So thank you for coming. We hope that you will feel at home, that you and your family will stop back by here and hang out with us, and that you will find an inspiration in this community as we do. So I don't know what y'all came to do, but I came to praise God. Listen now for some more music from our choir. And once again, welcome. I don't know what do you come to do. I come to praise the Lord. I don't know what you come to do. I come to praise the Lord. I don't know what you come to do. I come to praise the Lord. I don't know what you come to do. I come to praise the Lord. I come to do my dance. I come to do my dance. I come to sing my song. My song. I come to sing my song. My song. I come to lift my hands. My hands. I come to lift my hands. My hands. I don't know what you come to do. I come to praise the Lord. Yeah, I don't know what you come to do. I come to praise the Lord. I don't know what you come to do. I come to praise the Lord. I don't know what you come to do.
Today's reading comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. And it says, In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end.
That is breathtakingly beautiful, isn't it, middle family? I'm so grateful for that footage that Jeff captured in the sanctuary, for Adrian's stunning choreography, for the beautiful voice of Elizabeth and the gift of our cellist who is not a member of our community, but who offered such a beautiful piece of art to us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Will you say a word with me of prayer? God, we are out here looking for you, hoping to find you, seeking your face and your grace. And so as I offer a brief word tonight, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Luke is a wonderful preacher, a powerful storyteller. He's setting us up, y'all, in his gospel to understand what he believes God is doing in the world, which is all about making what's broken whole, making what's crooked straight, what's high low, about evening out the playing field, if you will. And all the way into this point in the gospel, he's taking us to the space where God comes all the way down, all the way down into human history to show us what fierce love looks like. Luke takes chapter one to set up the story of Elizabeth and Mary and their unbelievable pregnancies. Zechariah and Elizabeth are old folks and they're their stuff is not supposed to pr produce babies, but they need one, want one so badly. And, and God shows up in this miraculous way to deliver a child into Elizabeth's womb. God shows up in this miraculous way, this miraculous way, to come over or overcome a young maiden, Mary, and she too is with child. So the story of the of the of the God coming down to earth starts with two old people and two women. Luke is setting us up to understand the business of God's fierce love. And here in this chapter, it's really just seven scant verses to get us to the baby Jesus being born. Luke wants us to understand that's a particular time and place, who's the governor, what town they live in, that Mary and Joseph have to travel to Bethlehem, Bethlehem, the town of David, so that they are fulfilling scripture, so that this baby born belongs to the house of David and can claim that lineage. And then, in just one verse, she gives birth to her firstborn, meaning there's probably some more. She wraps it in bands of cloth, this baby, to keep it warm and womb-like, to keep its limbs straight, and she lays the baby in a manger because this is where she's given birth, in a place where the cows eat, in the barn, in the stable. Manger from the French word manger, to eat. This is the place of cattle and lamb and oxen eating that this baby lays down. 
And that's all Luke's got to say about Jesus for a long time. I mean, our whole Christian faith is built around the birth of this baby and Jesus gets one verse in this drama, one verse in this drama. And Luke goes on to preach the sermon he wants us to hear, the one I want us to hear. Angels, a heavenly host of angels, startle a bunch of shepherds in a field. Now, it can feel like this shepherd life is some pastoral beautiful scene with, you know, sound of music type hills and beautiful white shiny sheep bipping and skipping around. That, that's not really what it is. The shepherds, the ones who move the, the animals across the field, live with the animals across the field. They are outsiders. They are outcast. They don't make a lot of money. They don't have a place to lay their head. They are the edgy ones, the, the outcast ones. And this is who God announces. God says through the angels, hey, something amazing is happening. And it's happening in Bethlehem. And you need to go see it. And this is how you'll know when you get there, there'll be a baby lying in a manger, wrapped in clothing. Go and check it out. And the shepherds do. They go quickly, they go with urgency and they get to the, to the cow place, to the barn. And there's Mary, there's Joseph, and there's the little babe wrapped in cloth, laying in the place where the cows have eaten and will eat again. And this is how the shepherds believe God's promise is real. God's showing up is real. God's intervention in human history is real. God comes to, to, to some old folks, to an unwed mother, and to shepherds who belong on the outside of culture. This fierce love that comes all the way down, comes humble, comes lowly, an intimate lowly, an outcast baby born in an outcast place, being made real and present and revealed to outcast people. What does that mean to us? We middle family who have been homeless, if you will, who have felt outside of our physical space, outside of our comfort zone, outside of the place where we have memories and love and history and stories. The baby comes to us, y'all. The fierce love in the manger is for us to remind us that just like the shepherds are on the move and we're on the move wandering through the fields of unknowing, of fire, of COVID, of rampant racism and political upheaval, we who are wandering through the hotness, God's revelation of fierce love is for us. And we don't need to be comfortable to have it because God came to the uncomfortable ones. We who are distressed and displaced, just like those shepherds, God comes to show us who God is and how fierce God's love is for us. And all of us, everyone within the sound of my voice who, who is experiencing life in these United States, the incredible uncivility, the persistent nature of white supremacy, 
the class wars and the clashes around politics, the erosion of civil rights, all of the things that give us pause and cause us heartbreak and pain, that make us feel like strangers in a strange land, the miracle of the love coming down comes to us. Not because we're all right, not because we're comfortable, not because we're ready, because we're not ready, because we're on the move, because we're fleeing and looking for a place to call home. The manger, the baby lying in the manger is home for us. It's a destination. It's a symbol of God's willingness to be everything for us and to do anything for us, to break into the world in a way that catches us off guard, in a way that can teach us that there's no place, no out of doors, no out of place, no out of sorts, no out of our minds that's too far or too low, where God won't come to meet us right there. That's love in the manger, y'all. Fierce love in the manger, available to us in our distress to light our way and love us all the way home. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. May it be so.
his law is love, and his gospel is peace. Change shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall
Middle Collegiate Church, it's been uh, about a year now, yep. had a devastating fire, 120-year-old church. You described it this way, our dreams just burned up. As wind, as water, as fire, as life, God is infinite potential. God is change. Octavia Butler. We are in the wilderness now, but not alone as we make community in digital spaces, do our organizing in the Zoom rooms or make music, as we worship sometimes as guests, until we find our way home. You are absolutely, fantastically, amazingly created in the image of the holy. It's almost sacrilegious to not love yourself, my people. Middle is rising. We are rising in a pandemic to support those who grieve. We're rising in our local community to support parents, seniors, children, and queer folks. To create art, music, and joyful resistance. We are rising in our city and world. Voter registration and voting rights. Our liberation and thriving are tied together. We believe assiduously in love and in the fiercest love of all. Middle is rising. I think the question becomes what kind of church do we want to be? I love you. Merry, Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm Reverend Amanda Hambrick Ashcraft, she, her, hers. I'm an executive minister here at Middle. If you're new to this space, we are so glad you came this evening. Welcome home, no matter if this is your first or 1,000th time. What kind of church do we want to be? I want us to be this kind. Resilient in the time of COVID, political upheaval, eroding civil rights, and fire, loving each other with care, deacon check-ins, phone calls, butterfly sandwiches and clothing and connections, making worship together, doing justice together, standing up for women, black lives, trans lives, mama earth and voting rights, healing the world on the ground and in digital spaces. This is my kind of church, a spiritual home for my family and yours. Speaking of, We've cared for each other continually during COVID, and my family's been recent recipients of that care as you held us through Zane's sickness. And check out the best Christmas present ever. Zane is past quarantine and well. Friends, the way we show up with our dreams, our bodies, our resources makes all of this happen. And I'm gonna be real, we need your help. We can't do any of this without you. 
We are unapologetic about letting you know that this movement costs money. We believe in it and in you to give what you can when you can that much. So donate right now to help us rise for fierce love so more people can experience education, justice, connection, and care. So more children can know how loved they are and how to love the world. To donate, it's easy. Pull out your phone, I know you've got one, or go on your computer, open up a new browser, go to middlechurch.org slash donate. You can also see on the screen here how to use Venmo or text to give. That's it. It's tax deductible and it powers love. It makes a difference. Don't we all want to do something that we feel like is really making a difference right now? And if you're curious about anything you've felt or seen or heard tonight and want to be part of this movement, you can join us right now by going to middlechurch.org join. Merry Christmas. Let's go to our offertory now, the Jerese Johnson Gospel Choir, Long As I've Got King Jesus. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh. 
a minute. to make room inside her body to give birth to light. I think it's our job as we seek to heal the world is to be midwives such that we're making room everywhere. Hi. Room enough for coming your way, sir. Room enough for that queer couple that gets married on a Saturday so they can stay happily married and be cherished on Monday and all week long. Room enough for the trans teen so that she's not bullied. Room enough to keep our promise of democracy so people who are trying to get themselves inside the land of the free and the home of the brave, hello? Maybe they, maybe you can find a little space for them in Wyoming, right? Room enough for black and brown and indigenous bodies to matter. Room enough that we make partnerships across race and ethnicity. Somebody say amen. amen. Can we midwife room enough for old people to have enough food on the table and children to have books and computers and safe places to play and learn? Did y'all get candles? We need candles right here. They don't have room enough for candles right here. Can we make room enough for everyone to have light <laughs> and electricity? You got Can we make room enough for children in the midst of us? Uh-oh, Benny. Won't you stand and sing with me, midwives? Silent night.
Wow, that was so beautiful. I want to say thank you to all of you who came to be with us tonight to worship with us in this digital space in this crazy time. We hope that you'll come back and hang out with us at middlechurch.org. You can find us on our YouTube channel or in Facebook and just connect with us. We want to be your family. And hear these words of benediction, of blessing. There is a sermon that Luke was preaching for us. And he isn't saying the birth of the baby isn't important. It's everything. But he is saying that we are all a part of the story. Old folks, young girls, betrothed husbands who stick around, shepherds, funky outsider shepherds. And you and me, friends, no matter how far outside we feel, no matter how outcast we feel, no matter how foreign we feel to ourselves or when we feel like strangers in a strange land, no matter if we feel out of our minds, that love, that love, that fierce love in the manger is for us, beckoning us, calling us, inviting us to be a part of this story, this story that is the greatest story ever told and the story in which we are cast as revolutionaries, as revolutionary lovers, as fierce revolutionary lovers with the gifts and the talents and the passion and the heartbreak with which we can heal the world. John says it this way, the light that was the light of all humankind came into the world and there is absolutely nothing that can snuff it out. So I'm inviting you to take your light into the world, take your love into the world, love for you, love for your people, and love for all of God's creation, that together we might heal our souls and the world fiercely. I think that's actually what Christmas is all about. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Mwah. Please be light, and I hope to see you soon. Bye. Thank you, team. Thank you.